I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe in iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Hey guys, it's Malls. Welcome to episode 147 of Please Advise. How you doing? Okay, so today, I mean, you guys know I'm a big Tinder advocate, right? I like love Tinder. I'm telling everyone to get on it. I'm telling you how to use it, all the ways you're using it wrong. I have a lot of theories. Um, and our guest today is someone who hosts a show in New York called Tinder Live, which I'm sure you have heard about before. It's a very like pretty well-known show. Um, she did it here in LA the other night, and I'll get to the reason why I didn't make it. Um, but hi, Lane Moore. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm glad to be here. This is fun. I'm so excited to have you. Yes, yes. Um, so tell me about your show. Like, you're touring right now? Yeah, I am. I am touring the country and then uh, soon, like, internationally, which will be interesting to see really? how international Tinder is like. I'm sure it's the same as here. I've heard it's great. Like, I mean, I one of the yeah. first things when I first signed up for it was a girlfriend of mine said to me, like, make sure if you're traveling, you turn your Tinder on. She's like, we wound up meeting these amazing guys that, like, drove us all around London. And, oh, like, God. They just, like, toured us around, basically. Like. And we're, like, wonderful. If that's what it's going to be like, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. I mean, internationally. <laughs> it's a little I bit think... better than than what I've experienced here so far. Yeah. Yeah. So, wait. So, what inspired you to do this show? Have you been on Tinder for a long time? Um. So, I started the show uh, almost four years ago. And I literally started it the second I got on Tinder. Like, the second that I got on. Um. Because, um... 
Uh, I, I signed up for Tinder because both my roommates were on Tinder at the exact same time at the dinner table together. Okay. I didn't even realize they were. And I was like, okay, this is like reached like peak, like critical mass. Like that's insane. And so I was like, well, what the hell is this? And so I downloaded Tinder. And the second I got on, I was like, oh, this is really funny. And I've got a lot of jokes about this. And so like I took my laptop out and like um, set it down and, you know, asked if they'd be cool with me recording us going on Tinder together and talking about it. And edited a video together and like put it on YouTube and like it's still it's still on YouTube it's out there and I was just like immediately after I did the video I was like this could be a live comedy show I could like have it on a projection screen and like yeah could have like a panel and it's like this people will feel us alone and it'll be this like bonding thing but really funny and like mystery science theater but with tinder and it'll be great and literally that night like came up with the show format and pitched it to venues it was just like I signed up for tinder and like my whole world broke up and it was great <laughs> yeah so you've been doing it at UCB right in New York for mm. a while no wait no I do it at um Littlefield every Why month did right I now UCB I don't know it's okay just made that it's up fine. I do stuff at UCB but yeah not not that show yeah. okay but you've been doing the show for how long almost four years wow yeah, a long time <laughs> so I love tinder I yeah, like same. I think it's a great I think it's a great tool for all sorts of things um I've met boyfriends through tinder i met friends through tinder um the other night i was supposed to go to your show i bought tickets and was like texted my friend about it who i met on tinder and it turns out that like he and i have a lot in common we have a lot of friends in common and normally i don't like that i don't like googled i don't like it when someone does like the cross reference like sort of thing i think it's like I think it's taking advantage of the app, to be honest, because I'm like, look, just because, like, I have Facebook to be on this and we have a mutual, it doesn't mean that you should go to that mutual and be like, hey, guess who I matched with on Tinder? Like, yeah, like, go and, I think that's I so think, weird. I think it makes more sense for women to do that because, like, a potential predator shit, you know what I mean? Well, that's why you meet them in public. For sure, but sometimes you want to save yourself the... I, I guess I'm saying I I think it means makes a little less sense for a guy to do that to a woman. Yeah, I guess is all I'm saying. Yeah, no. Like with guy, women, yeah. it's like it's like is this guy a piece of shit? Should I not even waste my time with him? Is yeah, more yeah, what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's like well, you could find that on your own, but sometimes I don't know. I'm busy. I'm tired. I like really sucks. a date with a guy who showed up like super late, and he was obviously on coke, and like his job uh, was like no. making stuff out of neon statues. And I was like, wow. And, you know, I kind of said to him, I'm like, look, look, I know you're on Coke. It's fine. Oh, my Uh, God. And I was like, you know, this is a I'm happy to sit here and have a conversation with you. Like, this isn't going to go anywhere else. But I find as a writer, like, it's like just you never especially in LA, you don't get to meet people a lot. And I think that, like, as a writer, I just love to be with random ass people. I do, too. I struggle with that part of my personality, though, because I don't love it. Like, I don't like how much I'll indulge things because I'm a writer and comedian. And there's something about that that's really interesting to me. Because sometimes I just need to go the fuck home and, like, this isn't that good for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, that's not a great trait. Because then, like, at the end of the night, I'm like, what? I just spent four hours talking to this person who, like, I don't think I ever want to talk to again just because I could see a way that it was funny. Like, sometimes you're really kind of turning lemons into lemonade when, like, you could just leave the fucking lemons on the ground and, like, go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, there's lemonade. that. I'm not judging it. I'm just saying, like, it's I struggle with it because I do that same shit where I'm like, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll dive into this crazy shit. And I'm like, man, you don't need to do that, I think really. the, where, the areas in life I more do that with are, like, how I'm really good friends with my flight attendant, Tommy, from JetBlue. Hi, Tommy. <laughs> um, but, like, I like I definitely, like, collect people randomly. But this oh, guy same, yeah. uh, is really great. His name's August. And we have a million friends in common, but also, like, a commonality of just, like, the internet and 
and just random stuff, right? We're both writers and um, he's turned out to be like a really good friend to me. And like very early on in like us meeting, I was like, yeah, I can't like date. Like I can't, like I said, I don't even know why I'm on Tinder. Like I'm not in a place in my life where I want to be dating. I am like working through too much stuff, but I am in a place in my life where I do think that like, I'm old enough to know that like, if you're not in a position to attract the right people, you're not going to attract the right people. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. so I've been like good at like cutting people off at the past sort of on terms of the relationship. Oh wait, hold, this is my cleaning lady. I was wondering if she has my new dress that I bought. Yeah, go for it. No. Okay. Sorry. I give Martha tons of clothes like all the time. Yeah. And I just cleaned out my closet. Like we're down to nothing here. Yeah. There's this like $500 dress that I just bought and I oh. can't find it. Oh no. And like I haven't thankfully dropped anything off to Crossroads yet. But yeah. like I don't – there's – as you see, there's four rooms in this house. Yeah. Where could it be? Yeah. I don't – no idea. I have no Over idea. There? No. I mean, you probably That's checked my chair everywhere. that broke when I sat down on it today. It was like a cartoon. Like I was like, it. I bought these. Like I just bought these off Etsy. I have to like write the lady a thing and be like, "Dude, your chair broke in half the second I sat on it." Seriously, that's intense. That's um, a cute chair. That's a shame. I know. I mean, it's twin is here, but I don't trust her either. No, I don't blame you. Um, so I have been like <laughs> severely depressed lately, not to brag, and um, I have just been like sleeping my days away and. If I like, unless I have like a work thing, and even then it's just like I kind of like, oh, let me plug in my mic and do what I have to do and then see where it goes from there. Um, so I fucked up the dates, and I thought for some reason the show was the next day, but I had slept for so long it was the next day. <laughs> and so August texts me from outside the venue. He's like, hey, I've just been like hanging out here. Like, and it's like 30 minutes into your show already. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and I like had to text yeah. and I'm like, dude, yo, like, I don't normally do this. Um, I'm blowing you off right now by accident. Like yeah. <laughs> I there's this I'm in Glendale. Like there's no way I'll make it. Right, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, he's like the nicest guy. And he actually he was here last night and um I had taken my sleep meds like right before bed. And we like don't we don't even hook up. Like it's just like we're very comfortable friends very quickly. Yeah. Uh to the point where last night he it forcibly took a piece of cheesecake from my hands because I wouldn't stop eating it, like, as I was about to fall asleep. And he was like, yeah, I'm like, this is why kind of you can't like, have this. this. Yeah, it's Type like very, of friendship, yeah. It's me blowing you cheesecake off, removal. you taking a piece of cheesecake from me because I won't stop eating it as I'm about to fall asleep. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, I'm sure you get asked this all the time. What's, sure. like, your worst Tinder date ever? Oh, uh, see, I mean... Uh... It's like everybody I don't uh, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, okay, I got it. Um I do get asked that every time and the only reason that I like hesitate and wait because it's like I've had some really like fucked up things happen on online dates and it's like I know that's not the answer people want. I know people want the like he had a balloon for an arm or I don't know what yeah. that even means, but it's like I know they want like the wacky one and it's like you know, I don't know. I also try to acknowledge more that it's just like online dating can be dangerous. It's like obviously I do a comedy show about it, so I'm not trying to like bum everybody out, but it's just like it can be weird. And yeah. Um, but you know, I would say my worst date was like fucked up, but it was like I really, I really did feel like shit afterwards. It was basically this guy who like 
Ugh, just like kept talking about how like white people have people who are racist against them and I was like that's not a thing and then he like started talking like he said some like transphobic stuff and just like oh. a lot of misogynist stuff and then like there were these two dudes who were sitting uh next to us and they kind of like decided to join in and talk about the times that they'd felt that people didn't like them just because they were white and I was like what room am I in what how did I get into this hole and it was just like I just felt like it was just me against like these dudes like ganging up on you and stuff that like didn't yeah. make any logical sense at all and they were just like really hateful and all of a sudden I'm like tech I, I felt like I was on a date with four guys who like all hated women and I was like yeah. this is fun this is fun to navigate and I wish I could have just left like that's something I'm not great at and that's why like I've had to be like I'm gonna have to curb as much dating and um, not that I do like a ton but like until I can figure out how to like really set boundaries because oh, I, I want, just call you know an what I mean? Uber and I see like my Ubers on us why like I'm sorry I like wish I, I could I'm, do that yeah I don't I just get so frozen in in when it's that bad and I just like try to make it better or I try to fight my way through it or I try to I don't know. I just, I'm not, it's, it's, it's a, you know, well, it's a I response that, like, my brain has. What you just, the date you just described is something that we've talked about this before on the show too, is that like, it can be really hard when someone's like being racist or transphobic or whatever. Like it's such shocking behavior to so many of us that it's like, I don't know how to respond to that. Like, I don't, what am I, like, what am I supposed to say to that? Like, you know, like, it's hard to sometimes in the moment, uh, say what you want to say. Well, and, but even then it's like, I go back and forth between like, I could say what I want to say, but like, this isn't a, this isn't my responsibility. Why am I now stuck in a bar with somebody and I have to educate them about like basic human decency and how like they're hateful. Like, it's just like, you reach a point where you're just like, wait, why is this now my like, I'm tasked with like doing this emotional labor for this dude who's going to leave here with the same opinions he came in with. Yeah. You know what I mean, and so it's like, what's the point of any of this? So, I mean, they, hard... you know, usually it's not anything near that bad, but like that was definitely, I definitely came home and like tweeted about it and was like, I'm really shaken. And one of my friends was like, yeah, that's like, it was just a lot of, a lot of things that they said. They said some darker stuff too that it's like, I won't even go into, but it was just like really just the most problematic views. Yeah. And having the other two dudes there too was just like, let me chime in. I yeah. was like, no, because I just felt like, oh, God, I have no one on my side in this room. Yeah. I think I was the only woman in the bar, too. It was just like a really. And this is in New York City where you don't think like yeah. I think people don't naturally assume that a conversation like that is happening. Um, you hope it's not. Yeah. But, you know, it is. Yeah. Because it's the world. <laughs> um, But, you know. Oh, God. What was I going to say, Moss? You had a point. You were going to say something. You were really upset. Oh, no, I was. I'm not really upset. Um. I just have noticed that, like, I keep, like, aging up a little bit where it's, like, okay, like, I went out with, like, a 39-year-old recently who, like, kept saying, like, I'm, like, so intimidated that you have a house and, like, and blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, dude, you're 39. Like, yeah. you're a fucking adult. And, like, to see, like, how boyish she was really freaked me out. Uh, yeah. And I just have noticed that, like, I don't know. It's, like, they're, like, fucking there's like the mosquito in jurassic park like they're just there they're stuck like they're totally stuck and then allowed to be there and then applauded for it and it's like so weird i don't know what it is because like when chicks act like that like once you reach a certain age i'm you know i'm 33 like if i was acting like a 22 year old um i think people would be quite disturbed by me yeah well and it's also like i met i met this guy who he he was um 
he's in his like late thirties and he was trying to tell me that my problem was that like I needed to date older men. And I, I literally, I don't, I don't agree that there's like one specific age because I, you know, I just, I don't think that that's true because I mean, and your example is a perfect one of that. It's not like, Oh, boom, you're 39, man. You really have your shit together. Like that's not, of course that's not, it used to be that that type of thing was true, but it also used to be that, you know, you were like married with kids at fucking 24. Yeah. So but I will say I did ask this guy and I don't think he'd mind me saying this because whatever I said it to his face. Um, but I was like, wait, so why are you single? Because like you're an older guy. You're the exact target range that you're telling me to date. But like you're super single. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I don't have a lot of like ambition and I can't really get my shit together. And I'm like, so then again, remind me again why you're the magical age I should yeah, be shooting yeah, yeah. for. Like, exactly. and he was like, oh, should I see now? And I was well, like, it's yeah. like an emotional maturity that doesn't always exist. I think it's like a guy can have it together on paper where it's like he has a job and like he's got some cash in the bank and like he's, you know, like savings or whatever. And just like all the things that you're supposed to have at a certain point in your life uh, to be a successful adult. But then like, there's this like emotional, a lack of emotional maturity that really bums me out and freaks me out. And also like people willing to neg themselves. Like people were like, I, well, I mean, what did the guy say? That- well, that's what I'm saying. Like, something like that is so bizarre to me that you could just be like, oh, I have, like, I don't really have any ambition. I don't really have any much effort. I'm like, don't brag about that. Don't yeah. act like that's okay. To me, like, I'm not saying anybody should be, like, ashamed because, like, shame isn't useful either. But that kind of, like, that, like, it sounds like this other guy was too where it's just like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm lost. Well, when I you're no speaking idea. to a woman, I mean, I yeah. do have a very, like, I have a very old, like, you know, rule that I apply to everything, which is like, if a guy tells you he's a loser, like fucking believe him. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. People don't say they're losers. Like if they're not. And it's weird because, but yeah, I just have a guy the other day say something similar to me. He's like, Oh my God, I wish I had your ambition or drive. Like I have no motivation to do anything. And I was like, wow, wow. Just like firing off the red flags. Like, and maybe that's not a red flag for somebody, you know, maybe like there's something, but for someone like me who like, I want to do everything. There's so much I want to do. I have so much ambition, so much. I don't want someone who just like has none. Yeah. It's weird. Wags, Unless you're a you dog. Have, you have ambition. Yeah, you do. Oh you're following God, me all around so the house. cute. I love you, Wags. Wags so is here, you guys. He's really cute. He's wearing his bandana today. He just winked. Oh, Wags. That your means little I love chihuahua you, I think. smile. Oh, you're so I love cute. dogs so much. I want a dog so badly. He bites me all the time. Um, <laughs> but, um, so did Good you bring three reasons why you're qualified to give advice today? Oh, yes, I did. You I, were so cute because you like, like sent them sent to them, us. I sent them to you. And then I was like, I was like, wait, was I supposed to like bring those on like a notepad? So they're in there. Everyone I, has their own way of doing it. I feel it. like I can remember what they were. Um, one was I raised myself. Reason number two is, yeah, uh, I've done a comedy show about Tinder for almost four years now. And then related, um, I was Cosmo's Sex and Relationships editor and then won a Glad for it, a uh, Glad Award for it. So that's I feel awesome. Like that's, there's there's good stuff in there. There's good advicey stuff in there. But do, what was the Glad Award for specifically? Like, was it for a specific answer you gave? Um, no, I mean, for our purposes, we can say that it was yeah. <laughs> for like a really good answer. Um, no, it was, um, uh, it was like for like mainstream media coverage because it's like there, there really wasn't much of a space for that Yeah, there. And like, I wanted to come in and make one. That's awesome. So, so you've done yeah. a lot of stuff for someone who's good. raised herself. Yeah. 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 Did you grow up in New York? Um, no. Where I are you didn't. from originally? I'm from the South. So it's oh, like, okay. Yeah. It's, cool. Yeah, is it? I don't know. I mean, and not the South thing. I just like. I, I love know. the South. I do too. I do too. And I, I miss my my kind of 
ideal would I would really like to live in like uh Tennessee or Georgia. That's yeah. That's what I would like. Tennessee's a little bit muggy for me. I'm a big Bonnaroo person, but I do yeah. love Memphis. I'm a huge Elvis fan. There's Elvis memorabilia everywhere. Oh, um I just have a soft spot for I have a soft spot for really good country music. Me too. Actually, really someone yesterday <laughs> said to me, I know you don't like country music. And I was like, People assume if you're like a weird girl, like a cool girl, you don't yeah, like country. Like, I was like, fucking what are you awesome talking country. about? What are you t- talking about? I was like, my friend's band was at that Vegas thing uh, where the shooting happened. Um, so it's just like, yeah, dude, I fucking love country. Um, yeah, there's really good. There's really good country. Just so you guys know, just to give you a visual, I'm wearing a, <laughs> a, a green velour track suit, uh, a fur jacket, and then I have my baby blanket wrapped around my neck because I'm Christy Nut Sansa. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like, it's, uh, I'm freezing right now. It just, I think the weather just turned up here and I have to turn on the heat. I got dead, heat. Yeah. I would say a reason why I'm qualified to give advice was because I got my heating and air conditioning installed in this house this year and there was no temperature control at all last oh, year. Oh no. Learned that lesson the hard way and I burnt my face in my wood stove. Oh god. On my birthday. Um and I That's had like a qualification piece of my face missing, which people are always oh, like, Did god. you do plastic surgery to fix that? I was like, No, I just had like the bomb creams. Like yeah. it really was a second degree oh burn God. healed. Like Holy shit. they did think for a second they were like, you might need to have like a skin graft. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, no. Which would have, I can't even imagine if I had like a surgery on my, that, on my face. Like that would have freaked me out so bad. Yeah. Um. But anyway. Okay. Oh man. I mean, I knew if, if I known like those are supposed to be my qualifications, I could talk about all the places I pooped. Oh like- no. I don't normally give qualifications <laughs> anymore, but you can do that too if you want. In a lot of different places than you'd think. That's all I'm saying. I don't okay. want to brag. <laughs> I've just pooped in a lot of miscellaneous areas. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so oh, bring in your questions. Yeah, let's uh, let's take some questions. Wax. <laughs> Hi, Malls, Christina, and guest. My name is Rose. I'm 22 and from Colorado. So my question is, I just went through a breakup. So I find myself single again, and I'm having the same problem had for years now. While is even if we aren't that old, all of my best friends are in really serious, committed relationships. So anytime I'm single, like I am again now, I find myself feeling like I'm left out of this club they're all a part of, and there's always pressure to find someone so we can all go on double dates, or they're less inclined to do things with me because they have their partner to always hang out with. So I am wondering if you have ever felt this way and how you've dealt with it. I love my best friends and I love spending time with them, but it's just hard when it always feels like it ends with them going home to their partner or with their partner and me going home feeling alone. Thank you for the advice and love the pod. Well, there's two separate issues here. And one would be that like you have a, a slight sense of envy about who your friends go home with at the end of the night, as opposed to like, you know, just being like, I go home alone and they have their boyfriends or whatever. And then there's another issue there where it's like, your friends just sound like I, I would get new friends. Like, That's what was literally the first thing I thought of was like, maybe get new friends. And it's like, I know you love your friends, but friends who are in a relationship and are like, we won't hang out with you unless you have it. Like most of my friends are in relationships and like people invite me to hang out. Like, yeah, I'm not some like, leper because i don't have a partner yet. like it's also like is there cool. an, i hate double dating so much it's yeah. like that's my exact I never even worst like to do that combo. even if i have a partner exactly that's my <laughs> exact worst combo is to be 
on a double date because I never know who's supposed to talk when. I don't, yeah. you know, a lot of times it's like the guys know each other and then I'm, it's me and then some like, you know, girl like 10 years younger than me who doesn't have anything interesting to say who kind of just met this guy recently and I'm like with a serious boyfriend and like I just I, it's or like they all have this like way back history and I'm kind of like a new fringe person and it just is like it really yeah it's the really uncomfortable scenario I don't know I don't think you should be friends with people that want you to double date and even even if like even if you had someone and you went out to double dates with them exactly like what you're saying like that's it's not like it'd be great it's not like it'd be super fun. I don't know that that many people really love that. Although that said, I have had friends who've tried to set me up with their like other like primary single friend or whatever. And it's like, I get it. It's like, I guess the convenience. But then I also think it's so funny when you want to send set up your two single friends because it's like, oh, we love both of you. You guys should like put your genitals together. It's like really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that's so strange. Well, it's just like it's the classic conundrum of like. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, like, I have another gay friend or I have another black friend. Like, you guys should hang out. Totally a single friend. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, just because we both happen. To, I, that's actually like how I wound up on that weird date with the older guy I was like, my friend was like, you know, when you first asked me if there was anyone here, you should set me up with I couldn't think of anyone. And then I thought of this person. I'm like, yeah, I mean, these two have to meet. And like, right. now that we've met, I'm like, did we have did to? We yeah. Have to meet? Like, <laughs> she's like, you two are just going to like get on like a house on fire, which by the way, like, I hate the pressure anytime I am oh, supposed yeah. to meet someone at the lead up of my best friend Ed does this. And like, you know, it's adorable, but it's like to a fault. And we've talked about it, which is just like, you're going to love my friend. Like, you're going to love her. Okay. Like, when you meet her, you're going to like love her. Oh, okay? yeah. And it's like, well, <laughs> now I think I hate her. So like now it's like the pressure's on. Like I have to it's like her really, no matter what. Yeah, that's 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 really intense. Or it's, it's just like you guys have so much. She reminds me of you, and then you meet them, and you're like, what aspects? Yeah. Who is this? How? How do you see me? No, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's just, and it's not even that they're necessarily bad people, but like I just can't see it. And also, it's just like I don't know. I feel like the specific ways that I am the way I am, they're. I don't know. That's not like a douche, but like they're more nuanced. Like, because sometimes I'll meet someone, they're like, "Oh my god, they're like you. They're like fun." And like, I think I'm fun, but I'm not like fun, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty laid back. I'm like performer, but I'm like an introverted performer. Totally. I don't think I'm the type of person who's like wildly fun in yeah. that way. That like some people are, and that's great. But like those people make me sleepy. I think my friends know <laughs> that I'm like kind of unapproachable. And not like they're like if they do set me up, they're like this will work because you're kind of unapproachable, mm. and like this guy's like gonna work through that, you know. Right. But in general, like, um, no, I mean, yeah, it's like it's it's also that is the other thing too that I'm glad you brought up because I'm obsessed with this dynamic of um, constantly being called or referred to as an extrovert, where I am like literally like. No, no, I like, can't wait to get back into bed after we're done doing this. Like, I just yeah. really want to be alone. And no, like, same. I, I mean, and that's why, like, when we were talking, I was like, I was like, shit, like, I want to hang out, but I'm like, well, you know, I've got to build in time in my day when, like, I can be alone and, like, recharge. And it's not that you don't want to do other stuff, but, like, when I don't do that, I, like, yeah. fall apart on the inside somehow. Yeah. Like, on some level. I yeah. will, like, die a little bit. I do. People are always say, like, how do you do that? And it's like, because I need five days in bed after. Like, that's Precisely. how I do that, you know? You pay like, the price in some other way. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's like I seamlessly go from, like, a podcast meetup into, like, my other big social life. Like, it's like, no, dude. Like, if I just met 20 strangers 
and like had to be the adult in the room because like we're all technically there because of a podcast we all listen to or that I do. Yeah. Like that's a lot of work for me. That's like, you know, like making sure everyone's happy, making yeah. sure everyone's being spoken to. And like yeah. I do always like that point in the meetup or whatever it is, the social situation where I can just break off and go have a cigarette by myself. Yeah. Well, you know? that's the that's the good thing about smoking cigarettes. I don't smoke cigarettes, so I'm like, what am I supposed to go do? Exactly. Maybe I'll I just know. like carry a pack and fake it. I I really I'm supposed to be quitting soon ish, but like I just I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like it's my escape route. It's a good out. Yeah. Not having that is like, yeah, you know, know, and like you will hear people be like, yeah, I kind of picked up smoking at work just so I could have an extra five minute break. Here right, which I understand a thousand yeah. percent. And there are some people who like take a million breaks during the day, and and it's like. Because they'll allow for that as opposed to just like a general self-care thing, which is really fuck up about companies. Yeah. It's like I can't be like I need 10 minutes to just like go relax outside. It's like no, 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 no. But if somebody is relaxing with a cigarette, it's like fine. Yeah. Which is so weird because then it's like because then, yeah, you have people who will like pick up. It's not always fine. Like there's definitely can be an attitude around it too, which sucks because it's like, dude, I like wish I didn't have an addiction. But the reality is you hired a person who has an active addiction to nicotine. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So, like, it's been five hours since I've had a cigarette, and like, mom needs a cigarette. Like, I'm gonna lose my damn mind. Yeah. I guess I just meant like I think it's easier. It's not that they're nicer because I don't know. I've I've not experienced that. I have no idea. But I feel like it's more easily understood in the same way that like a physical need is more easily understood than an emotional need. Yeah. That's absolutely. all I mean. Oh yeah. You know no. I mean? Totally. I think that if you just tried that though, if you asserted it, I wonder what would happen if you just said I like I need a fiver. I know. I know. You know? Cause it's like, and then it's, oh yeah, I know. I'm, I'm really, yeah. I'm glad I get to just kind of make my own schedule now and do that. Yeah, I don't I was have to ask anybody. So are you full time, like freelance, like doing the comedy thing, or mm-hmm. are you? That's yeah, great. yeah. It's, 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 it's always, I think, been, been my dream. Just because I've always been somebody who's, who just gets stuff, a lot of stuff done really fast and wants to do a lot of things. And a lot of times, you know, it's like the, the structure for a lot of jobs is not built that way. And I would get easily taken advantage of you know when it was like oh forget it yeah. it's so it's, if yeah if you work fast those places will suck you dry because I just thought like I mean I know this is naive but I really thought like okay well if I need to get these six things done this week can I just like do them in an hour and then just like have the week off I know that's not how it yeah, works yeah, yeah but also why because yeah. if you're really paying for it so like a much more project-based thing like makes more sense for someone like me who can work hilariously fast a yeah. lot of the time because yeah. otherwise they'll just give you another 30 and then it's like you're getting your pay just gets downgraded exactly exactly that was always my was struggle too in like an yeah. office place where it's just like it's not my fault I can do the work of five men mm-hmm. in, in a day um, yeah, I should be rewarded for that but you're not you're just like oh really oh we can like get more out of you and I'm like that's not fair that's not cool I don't know how I would adapt again to like a regular office environment I think that I'd be slower now because I've been out of practice for a really long yeah. time I don't know what I would do though yeah it depends you know and it depends what it is too I guess but like I've always liked environments where it's like you can kind of work ahead or there's something you can you know I mean I think What's cool about like a lot of more um, like comedy writers rooms and things like that is like they understand that a little bit more than like, you know, working at something a little bit more editorial because there'll be a like, oh, you have this work from home day or like, oh, you can take this day off. Like I feel like depending on what it is, like in more creative environments, they kind of understand that like not everybody's brain works like nine to six. And then this is when I do comedy. Yeah, yeah. 
So I work um, better in those places. So back to our original caller, yeah. I think, you know, I think you should just be straight up with your friends and say, like, dude, look, I'm not dating someone right now. I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm not going to go get a boyfriend so that I can entertain you. Um, yeah. Like, you know, I could bring a scarecrow if you want. If they, like, literally just want another body at the table, then, like, go you can rent a guy off Craigslist and tell him to just shut up the whole time, <laughs> not touch you. Um, find someone on Tinder. But, like, I think your friend should be not only, like, happy for you that you're single because usually when someone's single it means they've gotten out of something bad or they've never had something good right uh, which i think she just said she was out of a breakup so it's like that's yeah. you're actually in a great place and they're forcing you to look at it like it's this shitty thing when like exactly you're probably super unhappy yeah so i'm really like i'm really like pro uh ditching these friends of yours um and i hate i hate it when the answer just comes down to like you should dump him or like you need new friends because that's not an easy task in and of itself, but um, like for the both of us to hear that kind of response to or kind of that, you know, your friend's response to you being single and have this gut reaction, um, it kind of says to me that like, I think this is universally agreed upon that this is kind of ridiculous. Like it's kind of ridiculous. Does it make any sense um, that, well, that this your friends would demand like demand or want this for you? Like as if their life is desirable to begin with. Because you don't know what their relationships are like, too, is the other thing. Like, you always think that all your friends are – and I've had this so many times where it's like I saw on social media or I knew through some way that it's like, oh, they have this. They look so cute. They look so happy. And then, dude, sometimes if you really crack that open, they're miserable and, like, one of them wants to get out of it. And, like, you have no idea what those people are like or what they're telling you. Yeah, it sucks. It's, like, it's really tough. And that kind of feeds into the last part of your question where you say, you know, you have some envy – kind of surrounding the fact that like they get to go home together after these fun nights and you don't and um you which know. is very like that's reasonable like I have that every now and again with my friends where it's like oh that seems awesome but again you don't know what they go home to oh I never have that and it's because I love my autonomy and I feel like that's what you need to work on I have a yeah. big I have a body pillow that's a carrot here and I just like love it and it makes me so happy and I can't imagine that hanging out with a dude would make me happier. Like, I just, I want to hug that and go to bed right now. Like, it's so great. Find the things in life that, like, make you fine on your own. And I feel like once you kind of master that art, then you can maybe begin to attract someone into your life, which is a kind of a cliche. But what I really want to, like, emphasize here is that, like, you have to kind of get your own thing going on. And it sounds like your friends might have skipped that phase. I don't know. I mean, I just don't, I wouldn't ever be envious of someone in a relationship. <laughs> I kind of I don't I I just I I I think at a younger time in my life I might have been but now that I know how it really works and how much compromise there is and how much you know like even when it's a great relationship they're still fighting there's still work and like you know I just have that energy for other things you know like I would rather put that into work you know yeah. and as opposed to like this metaphorical idea of like work um but yeah um Want to take another question? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, Miles and Christina. Um, I had to write this down so that I can kind of be succinct with it. Um, but off my better judgment, I've been involved with my coworker for the past year. Um, we both work in a middle school, and we come from um, dramatically different backgrounds. Like he grew up in the inner city, and I'm from like the um, a real suburban area so it's been like pretty fun to like be able to like um 
you know, teach each other things like that we weren't like previously like exposed to and stuff like that. Um, but outside of work, he can be really flaky and, um, I see him intermittently, um, outside of work. Like we've had sex probably about like five times, I guess. Um, I think I probably reach out to him more than he tries to see me. Um, he seems to always have things going on. Doesn't really seem to make time for me. I've tried to completely cut ties with him several times, but easily drawn back in because he's so handsome and we work very closely together. Um, his birthday was last month and I bought him a small gift. Um, I told him about it, but he didn't come up with a plan to see me and celebrate his birthday. Um, one week after his birthday, he was um, traveling with his two friends in our city in a um, um, tough neighborhood. A car pulled up next to them and opened fire. Um, a bullet grazed the top of his head. And um, his friend who was driving the car uh, was murdered. Um, what I know now it seems to be a random shooting. Um, but he's been out of work for the past few weeks since this happened. Um, I've, I've offered to come see him several times to give him his birthday present and to bring him um, some food or something. He seems really receptive, but he hasn't given me a day or time, so it's kind of like the same old, like, same old thing that we always kind of, this the same old situation. Um, I wanted to know that he's cared about, and I wanted to feel better because he's having a tough time. Um, however, like, how can I also move on from him because it's clearly isn't going anywhere, and he really hasn't been relying on me too much. Um, he was only, you know, millimeters away from being murdered, so it's kind of like a, a hard thing to, to process. So um, my feelings have been previously really hurt by him, and I want to support him during this time, but also need to let him go, and I don't know how to do that. Um, I know it sounds like he has a girlfriend, but, like, people at work that he doesn't, so who knows. Um, so, yeah, if any... Uh, any like any advice would be um appreciated okay so like bullet in his head or not he doesn't want to date you like that's <laughs> let's just like go there like i mean that was a dramatic turn like everyone at the table was like what uh yeah now you're like and now he has a girlfriend like this is first of all classic please advise call i want to think i was just talking about how <laughs> i did uh my friend eden who's been on this pod her Adobe radio show, which I, I, I'll link to it, but like she kind of roasted you guys for the way that you call. Um, and this was, this was prime that. At that said, I really, you know, I'm sorry that this happened to your friend and I'm sorry that you're going through some, uh, you know, some rejection and heartbreak. Um, you can't date, this is why you can't date your coworkers. Um, yeah. And you're going to actually, you know, we all learned that lesson the hard way, I think, for the most part. I've dated guys at work and it's been a big mistake. Yeah. And, um, you know, because it also puts pressure on the situation. It's like all of a sudden you're like working with someone and like practically living with them and then having sex with them. And then it's like then you go to work together. Like, you know, it's like it's too it's too much to like shower with someone. And then because this isn't even actually happening. Right. It's like some weird secret. I don't know. And so, um, you know, I just think that, like, this is another one of those calls that ultimately when it boils down to it, you're asking us to kind of solve the impossible, which is like one of life's, you know, one of a, a big life question. Like, how do I move past someone? How do I get over heartbreak? Um, and the answer to that is, I think, time and then being proactive. And I think that, like, you just kind of have to start 
get on maybe get on Tinder, like start to meet people. <sighs> well, and also just realize like, oh, sorry for me to hear this call because like I I have a friend who's like going through something kind of similar, not with the gigantic twist at the end, but like, but just oh, so many women, it's like we're taught that like if someone if some guy's like treating us like shit, it's this problem we have to solve. We have to find out why it is what right. dark backstory it is so that like we can take on this huge emotional labor assignment and it's not like it really is like and i think what you want is you you almost want us to say like oh well yeah you know you're right and you're bringing in what happened to him totally makes sense and he loves you but he's afraid to love you because all this tragedy and it's like girl it's not nothing to do with that like again like it's awful that all this stuff happened but like he wasn't being nice to you before. Can it would I tell be... you when my heart broke? It's the fucking birthday gift. Oh, but, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The small, all the, got him a small gift. And oh, like, God. and like, you know, like you're thinking he of him in a way that he, he doesn't care. He doesn't want the gift. Like he doesn't, that's how little he thinks of you, which yeah, is, I hate to say, I hate to up, put, but... the, put it that way. But like, that's the reality of it is that like, this guy doesn't even want to take a small token of your affection and like for his birthday, which is like everyone has one. It's not a big deal to give someone a birthday present, but yeah. we've all been in that position before where it's like, I got you something. And like, you just, it's kind of this underwhelming response on the other end and it's humiliating. And it's, I just like, I felt for you and I don't want to make you feel worse about it, but like that level of, disinterest yeah. is a bad sign it's 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 everything because it's not even just like because i think sometimes it's possible for people to hear bad sign and think like oh well that means it might be something bad and it's like no it's just it's just bad it's just like bad. it's a it's the type of bad sign that it's like there's nothing good here yeah it really yeah it has and it has to be that black and white because right now you're looking for some sort of gray area of hope where you can be like wait there's got to be something i'm missing and maybe i'm looking at this wrong it's like you're looking at it right you have that validation. We're both near listening to this being like, run. This guy, no, this is just never going to happen. He's never going to like have some aha moment where he's like, oh my God, she's been here all along. That's not, that's not your movie right now. Yeah. I wish it was, but it's just, it's really not. And I want to remind you too that like he did go through a tragedy, but like, you know, like there are fucking assholes who get cancer. Like it doesn't make them not a fucking asshole. Like yeah, it doesn't, exactly. you know, like I'm sorry you took a bullet to the dome, but I'm glad I'm sad that his friend died. He's still treating you poorly. But like, he, I mean, like, like yeah, bullet in his head that sure didn't scare him into being a good person. So, um, and you know, like it, it just, you don't want to be the girl that's like at the no, hospital with the birthday gift. Really like, has another girlfriend. Like we don't want you to be that girl. Like the idea of you like giving this guy even a second more of your time. And I so, so know that it's not that easy, but like, dude, you just got to think about it. Like if this was, if you had a friend telling you this, all you would want is for her to just like walk the fuck out the door and never think about this guy again. Like yeah. that's all you would want for your, for this girl. And that's. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, look, I mean, we're going to probably want to hear back from you about this, but like, just like, I don't know. Like, I think that everyone has been there. I think that like, For I, sure. I've tried Different to levels, yeah. cut those things off now. Like, I don't really, I know. I don't really have the active crush in my life. I don't really have like the active sort of like want or, you know, non-reciprocal relationship anymore. Cause like if, if a guy's into it, I either go for it. Or he's not into it and I don't go yeah. for it. And I go find another shiny new toy to distract myself with. But this is also, I think, a lesson to you where it sounds like you're very young and like, you know, physical intimacy is probably a still like still something that like, you know, and it could always be for the rest of your life. But I think at a certain point you kind of like start to realize that not every guy you sleep with is going to be your husband. 
uh, and I think that you might be very like kind of new in that point in your life. Maybe this is like one of your first few sexual partners. And so it seems extra loaded. Um, and it's just, it's a tough lesson to learn, but like, well, and then it's like, it's also like, okay. So on that, on that similar note, if you are someone who like regards sex in a way where it's like, you want it to have that kind of intimacy, then like, it's up to you with the next person you date to like establish that that's what they want too, because I think if if it, if it is something that means something to you, because like there are a lot of people, it's like when you sleep with someone, you want it to mean something really serious, and that's yeah. totally fine. But you have to partner yourself with someone who it means that too, because you can't just like turn it into that. Yeah, which is what it sounds like you're kind of trying to do, and it's like, oh, that just does not sounds work. Like that's me. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyway, listen, call us back three two three four five zero seven four zero eight. I'd love to hear a follow up on this and kind of hear. How, where you're at with this, how work is going, if he's back there, um, and, you know, how you can find ways for yourself to move on and, and get distracted with the new guy. Um, or just get or get distracted with yourself. Like, just... I don't think she's like, there yet. I know she's not, but it's like, you've... You got to think about how much energy you're giving this totally other person. And, I mean, whatever. You know, maybe this is not something you can absorb right now. Maybe you'll absorb it in, like, 10 years. But, like, you're giving so much energy to this other person that could go back to you. Just just I'm planting a seed for the future. Yeah. If this is ever anything you might look back on and think about. And, like, I just want to also – I think we both want to, like, spare you that mortification. Like, that day of waking up and realizing, like, oh, my God, I've been pining after this guy. For the gears. It's like, no, don't. Just because again, it's 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 very easy to do. But I'm telling you that the mental image of showing up holding a birthday gift at a hospital when a, with a guy who just got a bullet in the head, and like he's still disinterested in you, crushing. That is so like, that's crushing. gonna hit you in about 15 different waves throughout your life, and it's never yeah. gonna feel good. No, you're gonna think back about that, and you're gonna you're gonna feel so sad that you were at that point, and it's okay that you were at it, but just yeah, like, we've all been there. I yeah, mean, I've been there. I, I only know it's sad because I've done shit exactly like the same thing. Like it's not here's coming my from heart a on a platter, and the yeah. guy's like, yeah, no, I'm not hungry. Like yeah, it's just exactly. like like okay, no, okay. we're coming at it from me. Like we have been there, and we look back and cringe on that, and yeah. so like. Get yourself out of this because otherwise you're just creating even more cringeworthy moments. That yeah, you don't want. and it's it's like and it's only cringy because you're worth more than that. And like, exactly, I don't know and someone you, will but... appreciate that. Yeah. Someone will appreciate all like all the things that you're doing. If someone did things like this for me in a relationship, I'd be like, oh my god, that's so adorable. And it just it sucks when you see people who like want to do those thoughtful, kind things, and they're doing it for people who don't appreciate them. Yeah, and by the way, we've all been there. Yeah, so uh, okay, let's take another call. Hi, Moles. Uh, and Christina and guests and all, um, my name's Kimmy. I'm 28. I live in Brooklyn and oh, I'm a Boston college alum. So I love that. And I, I have a little problem or question, I guess. I feel like you'd have really great advice on basically I am nowhere near as internet famous as you are, but I do write for one of those millennialistical places, uh, part-time. So I have some articles on dating out there on the internet. It's a new gig too. So I'm just getting my first trolls and trying to learn what the F I'm doing. Also at the same time, and this um, is something I chose to do with my business partner, we have a little video production company and we're trying out a podcast right now. So it's called 51 First Dates. And the premise is that I have to go on 51 First Dates and my friend helps me like pick people that I wouldn't normally pick because I've just fallen into a terrible habit of staying in like fuck boy or just 
unhealthy relationships for far too long. And I'm bad at dating, so this is an experiment. Basically, I want to know if I should be telling these guys ahead of time. We don't use names. We only talk about the first date. I've gone on four, but it feels icky to not, like, have let, have let them know. Or, I don't know, just any advice, even if you fucking hate this podcast idea, we already put a couple episodes out just on how to navigate being a person on the internet and if I should be telling these dudes what the fuck I'm doing. All right, thank you. Please advise. <laughs> Can't stop it. It's locked. I mean, I think from a journalistic standpoint, no, you shouldn't tell them. But, like, if you like one of these guys, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It is a, it is a little bit of a movie situation you've painted yourself into here. What do you think? Um... Yeah, I don't I always wonder that like every now and again there's like someone who I talk to on Tinder Live and I like really like them and then you have to go through the awkward like, oh, you came up on a comedy show I do about Tinder and then they're like, wait, so were you just screwing with me? And I'm like, no, I actually liked you and it ends up being this like very movie moment weird thing that's ultimately usually not really worth it. But um Yeah. But I feel like yeah, you can't tell them because then I feel like it it tates the sample. Yeah. It just does because then it's like these aren't real dates and then then they feel like they're a part of something weird, which they are a part of something weird, you know. Well, and they're just going to try harder. They're going to try harder. Yeah. yeah. They're going to try to be a certain way. And it's like or or you might have guys who are like, "Ugh, I don't want to do this if it's going to be that." Which is there, which is fair because what you're doing is you're taking something personal and making it, you know, and making it this this thing that you're going to talk about publicly. So it's fair for them to, like, feel – because I have to acknowledge that even in mine, like, even when I tell people who've, like, been on Tinder Live and, like, I really liked them, it's totally reasonable if they're, like, eh, I'm worried that you're, like, using this for your comedy. I know that I'm not and that I genuinely want to find somebody, but I also totally respect guys who are, like, eh, I can't get over this, like, fear that, like, you're going to do this. I know I won't, but it's part of the, – the thing that you're setting up right now is more precarious, I think, than maybe maybe you know. Yeah, I agree. And I think that also guys like are very easily humiliated in situations like that. And so they become nasty. And yeah. I think that that's an, an an easy thing for you to avoid uh, if you can. Um, also, because like, I, I think it depends. Like if you're just meeting somebody on a first date, it's like, because what are you hoping? To, I, I know what you're saying. Like you feel like it's it's fair to do this. But like, are you actually if you're actually going on dates with them and you're actually trying to give them a shot and actually trying to like them? Why does it matter that you're doing what is that the premise? I don't think it matters unless you're trying to like make them involved in it. I don't know. I don't totally understand what you're going to talk about on the for each episode. I don't know. It depends. Yeah. And you I also I mean? yeah, I think that like it's a it's a pretty uh, interesting concept in theory. I just also think that like there's not that much diversity. If there was that much diversity in these guys, I think we'd all be dating a lot more than we are. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like. The idea might be like, oh, this week I'm dating a scientist and then this week mm-hmm. I'm dating, you know, and I don't want to shit on your podcast idea. I know that's not what you asked for. And in fact, you acknowledge that we might do that. Um, but I just um, I think that you should be I think that you should be just, yeah, honest, be honest. Honesty is the best policy. You went to Boston College, you know, don't lie. Jesus is watching. <laughs> and um, I think yeah, especially if you're going to talk if you're because it sounds like you're going to talk about them on the podcast, in which case you have to tell them. Yes. For sure. I think that that's what it is. If this was just something where it was like, at the end, you're going to reflect, but like you're talking about this as like an episode by episode podcast, you totally have to tell them. Yeah, I agree. For sure. Yeah. Um, And I don't know, man, just like, uh, I don't know, be nice to people out there, do whatever, whatever it is that you're doing. You seem like a sweet girl, but like, 
you also remember be nice, but but don't be too nice. Remember that you're trying to create some interesting content here as well. And then if you want this podcast to be successful, there needs to be some variety in it. And I think that that's where if you tell these guys, I mean, you're just not going to see anything except the variety will be each week you kind of getting bested by some fucking random. Um, yeah. And it's just like remembering too, like one thing that I try to always remember with Tinder Live is that like these are these are real people. Yeah. And like the people that you're going to be going out with, like they're not subjects. They're not just something to like to generate content like they're actual people and like exactly to like be as kind. I try to be as kind to every single person as I possibly can, especially the ones who like seem genuinely super, super nice. Like even if I'm not ultimately going to date them, like they're still really good people and I want to be good to them. You don't ever want to treat anybody like oh, this was just for this thing I was doing. Like, that's so awful. Yeah. That's so awful. And, you Especially know, if they're, good, like, good people. I do go back and forth with this because I've had people say to me, like, I heard what you said about me on your podcast and I'm really hurt. And I'm like, well, no one knew it was you. And then I've they've, they've said, but I knew it was me. And I go back and forth about that because part of me is like, well, you know what? It's my fucking story to tell, too. Uh, and I have a right to tell yeah. my side of the story. And I have a right to share that. But I also don't want to be, like, abusive to anyone either. I don't want to – I don't ever – you know, especially because we record this podcast in my house. Sometimes if there's an issue with a guest, I get bummed out because I'm like, I don't want people to be uncomfortable in my home. Like, I don't want yeah. people to like, leave my house and be like, well, that's, a like, a negative place up on a hill. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want anyone to – I don't want anyone to feel that way. So – I don't know, man. Just remember that, like, your podcast studio is, like, your literal and metaphorical home sometimes as well. And, like, the way that you what, – whatever it is you're putting out there while you're doing it um, can kind of have an effect on your whole life and vibe. Yeah. Um, but good luck. And also, I hope that – I mean, I don't know how you're doing this. Like, you said you live in New York. So unless you're just retelling the story after the fact, I mean, just remember you can't legally collect audio of any of these people – um, and if you do, you need to let them know beforehand or after the fact have a release signed. Um, just like be careful of that legal aspect of it, because I mean, I don't know how interesting it could be to hear you recap these dates by yourself. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of again, also not trying to shit on this, but I've heard this concept a lot. I feel like I've heard I've heard people talk about this like, oh, I'm going to do X number of dates. And I just feel like it's something I've heard. A lot of us, I think that's probably going to be your hurdle is exactly like making it something that's like unique in some way, because otherwise just in and of itself, like people talking about dates, it's like, eh. yeah, it's why I've always avoided like, you know, I've had that opportunity to write the book of essays where you talk about all the different guys you've dated. And like, I don't want to do that because one, like dating is not is is not an extension of my personality. It's it's an experience that I've had. But like, yeah. You know, I don't want to be like, oh, guess all these guys I fucked in my 20s. Like, it's just it's not like, I don't know. Just I also avoid that angle because it's like it's not salacious. It's actually like boring, trite and easy. And like, it's very like so just, yeah, whatever you're bringing to the table. And also, girls, can you please stop writing those books? I'm so tired of hearing about everyone you fucked. Okay, you guys, so I don't know if you remember this and and really pay attention to this because this is very, very important. I have now secured the prize that you are going to get if we get to 500 reviews by the new year. Um, I want to get 500 reviews in the Apple podcast store. We're at 338 reviews right now. Um, we're gearing up to our 500, which is, and boy, it's a, it's a fun surprise I have for you. So remember, you have a couple months left of this year to get your review in so I can give you a surprise. 
I probably still will give it to you even if you don't go to Apple Podcasts and review us with five stars and a nice review. But, um, you know, don't do that to me. Don't do I won't, All I'm asking is for a moment of your time. Um, so it says, Jody Sweeten's sister. I'm going to read a review, by the way. Sorry. This is a great review example. Jody Sweeten's sister's pod. Jody Sweeten is my sister for you guys who didn't know. My friend in Africa turned me on to this years ago, and I've been a listener from episode one. I've never missed an app. As a busy working mom, I only have room in my life for like three pods, and this is number friggin' one. Yay. Balls keeps it so real, and she gives advice we all wish we had the balls to give. I love that these babes cover a wide range of topics, from politics to penises. My favorite <laughs> episode to date is when Malls got wasted and is throwing out the rawest advice ever. More of that, please. Was that the Smokehouse app? Yeah, I think so. What was I saying during that? People was going to just be like, I'm listening to the smoke. I can't go back and listen to that. What was I saying? I'm probably just calling. I'm like, you sound like a loser. (laughs) Probably (laughs) a lot of that. (laughs) Probably a lot of that. Uh, I don't respond well to neediness in a person's voice. Um, You guys, thank you so much for all the reviews you have left. Up until this point, all 388 of you remember 500 by 2018. And, okay. Christina just corrected me. I thought it was 388. It's 338. Where the fuck are you guys? I thought you guys were coming out, but apparently <laughs> not. Um, listen, I um, I was going to say something to you, but I forgot before Christina interrupted me. Sorry. Uh, surprising? No. Uh, I lost it. And that's a lesson on why you don't interrupt people. I don't remember what it was now. Um, <laughs> priceless words of wisdom gone forever. Um, if I remember it later, I'll tell you, um, Africa, Nina says, I don't know. I don't know. Let's take another call. Hey, moms. It's Lizzie from Minnesota. I am 27 and I started listening to, uh, your podcast about a year ago and I just love them. I love you. Um, and I need some advice about a recent situation in my life so I'm at a point in my life where I do want someone to be with me I want to be in a relationship and so I've been putting myself out there and I've been on a few dates with this one guy who seems really great he's got his life together he's got a job got he's got it all and so we've been on a few dates um And on our third or fourth date, um, we were back at my place, and it was clear things were going to start getting sexual. And then he stopped me, and he goes, hey, I really want this to happen, but I don't want to be made out to be the bad guy if this doesn't work out. And I don't know if this just means I'm a hookup, like if I'm a booty call. Um, he still, I mean, we did end up sleeping together and then we, we still talk and we still hang out, but I don't know if, (laughs) I don't know if he's just dating a lot of crazy girls who think that if they sleep together once, then they're married or what. Yeah. I'm just a little confused about that. So I'd love your advice. Um, yeah. Thanks. 
Yeah, that's what that means. Like, we both had that reaction. Yeah, when he's when a guy says, like, hey, let's sleep together, but just so you know, like, anything that happens after this, like, I don't want to be held accountable for it. Yeah. That's, that's him saying that it's a hookup. But also, like, I really have to call it the first thing I heard in that call was ugh, just such a tragic thing of, like, when she was like, he has a job, he's got it all. And I was like, oh, my God, you're impressed by a guy just has a job? I know. And I'm not judging you, but, like, we all do that. We're just like, oh, my God, he's employed. He's the perfect man. It's like, Jesus Christ, I'm so fucking low. That bar's so low. Right. I mean, like, I would hope that there's a couple Ugh. extra qualities you're tacking onto there. But, like, probably, but. Let's, Maybe not. I mean, like, let's like be careful. So, Dark. like, when we're when we're wording things, like, let's you know, not just if you're calling, please advise, but in life, like, if you're wording things, um, know that that's how that comes across. And um, when you are just like, he has a job, like, you're gonna need to do better than that if you want to convince the world that whoever you're dating is, is interesting. Worth your time. Or, yeah, yeah like, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know. He's got a head and a- He's exactly. incredibly he's alive. Exactly. Ugh, what can't he do? Totally. So <laughs> sounds like a lot of things. I know. He I can't or can't do. I don't I don't know. Like I also think that like if you want to be in a relationship, you have to get this guy out of your life because this isn't gonna fly with the type of person that like, you know, I know that you're like I can still talk to someone I had sex with and I'm like not one of those girls who wants to like marry him after right. sex. But, but it's if, taking up your energy. Like it's taking can, up it's your energy. Yeah. And yeah. it's gonna be one of the it's gonna break boil down to a situation where you do meet someone you like, but you have this yeah, guy. That like, who the talk- fuck is this dude yeah. who, who you only describe as he has a job? Right. <laughs> like Well, I fuck this guy, he has a job. Yeah. Please you just stop don't talking to him. Need a lot of extras hanging out in your life no. when you're trying to uh progress no um i apologize though because i feel bad i don't know why for some reason i feel bad for this caller the bullet in the head girl i didn't feel bad for (laughs) but i mean like i did a little bit but like for some reason i just feel bad for her i don't know why well i think she just wants i think she just wants again it's that it's that looking for it's there is a common theme there with that looking for the secret thing they're not telling you instead of just taking it at face value like your hunch was that this was him being like look this is a hookup that's it and you like wanted to believe that there was more there and they and I will say that like it really does kind of suck when guys say it in that specifically vague way and I'm not saying that it's that you don't reach a point in your life where you're like oh I know what that means you don't have to be specific I know what it means yeah but for girls like you who are like which uh, this is so not a judgment, but for girls like you who aren't sure, because like I, I had a point where I didn't, I wouldn't have known what that meant, maybe, or I did know, but I wanted it to be more. Yeah, it is a shitty thing to do because you were like you chose to believe that like, well, it could mean many things when it really could mean literally one thing, and it was the thing that it did mean, which is that it was a hookup. Yeah, and also I want to say that that's like a really shitty moment for him to have brought that up, and I think that that's a really kind of a callous move, and also kind of tricking someone into like, yeah, like once you guys are like making out and it's hot and heavy, and then right, like, and you're already like you're turned on. Like the thing is like. We we always talk about like that like guys are the only ones who can get blue balls. Like, have I made some stupid decisions because I was already turned on and then like someone was like, Oh, here's a new piece of information. I was like, whatever, whatever, just go down on me. Like, yeah, that happens. Yeah. So like he told you at a moment where like 
your body was probably like, uh-huh, uh-huh, sure, whatever. Let's just yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and that's, like – That's not great. I think that, like, that's something you should be looking for moving forward, like, if someone who's honest in an appropriate moment. So, you know, I try to be very, like, forthcoming, and that's something I've worked on a lot as I have yeah. grown up and, like, been dating is just, like, I really, you know – I really try to make a point of saying, like I did with the guy that I blew off at your show. Like, yeah. look, like I really like you. I want to keep you in my life. I don't know if that's fair or if you're interested in it, but like, but you've I been can't clear be about the parameters, and then yeah. this way they're and also so that's the other thing. And he was totally cool with it, and like you know, like has been a good friend. Like I don't think it's going to be a weird situation where it's like when you tell a guy something like that, and like they low key like harbor some sort of right, right, or right. Something. Look out for that too. But that's that's the other thing. Oh, there was something I was just about to say about the um. Sorry. Oh, oh the oh no, it's fine about the held responsible thing. Like, yeah. here's the thing about that. I will say that most guys who say I don't want to be held responsible, it's because historically they've not handled these situations well. Like, right. And I say that because like, okay, so like, we're, like you telling this guy all these things, you didn't have to say I don't want to be held responsible because you were super upfront. So you know you can't be quote unquote held responsible. Exactly. You know what I mean? If you're if you're behaving in a way that's a Appropriate and you're really being direct with somebody, then you don't have to say covert things like I don't want to be held responsible. Yeah. You know I mean? And you know what? Like that's unfair because you look at it and you say, Well, I'm about. not one of those women that thinks that because we had sex, we're getting married. Well, like, is he one of those men that has driven a lot of women to the fucking brink because he sent miss mixed messages well, and, and all of a sudden now she's a crazy shrew? Well, and that exactly, and that's such another thing to remember is because so many so many women and i'm sure men do this on some level too but it's like when guys are talking about their exes they want to be like oh well that was her and she's nuts and i'm great and Uh there's misogyny there like you can't look at all of his exes because let's be honest all all of his exes it is so possible that they have all been in the position you're in right now and that you would get along with those girls and be friends with those girls so you can't think that you're special and they're crazy that's just like misogyny that you've learned that's a whole other thing i've actually made a point of like befriending like exes me too because you know, often friends. you have yeah, a, you're like all good people who were wronged by the same person exactly and, and like it's, it's not tail, like oh those yeah. were crazy girls they didn't know what to give you no stop that line of thinking i'm not trying to come down on you but i'm just trying to make you realize that the other women you know don't don't jump to the assumption that like you're so different than they are. They could have been exactly like you. Well, this kind of like feeds into my social like campaign that I've just been like, you know, talking about and putting out into the ether and like I'm not like running a there's no hashtag for it or anything, but like we really have to stop calling each other crazy. Not just women against other women or men against women or whatever. We really have to stop using that word to describe someone who's different or having a different emotional reaction or experience than you. It's so dismissive. It's so short-sighted it's ignoring a lot of bigger problems and it's just like literally assuming that one person is the authority on mental health and I have to be honest a lot of the times the people in my life that I've heard describe someone as crazy aren't necessarily people that I really respect their opinion anyway I'm like well you're kind of like an artless loser so why do I care if you (laughs) think so-and-so is crazy like maybe they're just they think originally or they're different or you know they had um, um, an emotional reaction that was different than yours and you deem it psychotic or something, but like, you know, maybe yeah, they've like had a different life than you. They've had a hard life. I mean, that's like, these are all things that are not everybody. Or maybe you've had a really background. simple life. Or maybe you've had a really simple life and not everybody comes from the same background. Yeah. <laughs> so stop calling each other crazy. Don't let another, like, don't, yeah, just know that like, 
you know, I talk a lot about like girls in their 20s that they want, they they demand the relationship. And I don't mean that to say that like there's something wrong with girls in their 20s. I just mean that I think that like it takes a little bit longer to kind of figure out like because a lot of girls walk through their 20s trying to force a relationship because that's what we've been taught is normal and good. Um, but it's also a lot of a lot of that reaction and a reactiveness comes from being treated like shit and being led on and being made to feel crazy. Yeah, it's coming from it's coming from a place of like wanting to stand up for yourself and stand up for your needs and set boundaries. And I think that that's a good thing. But if you're at a place where like they weren't already respecting those needs and boundaries, it's like I'm not. There's nothing else you can do. Like also, saying it in a firm way is probably not going to change everything. Don't believe anything a guy says about another girl ever. Genuinely, like, genuinely. I just tweeted once, like, if yeah. I'm so, if there are any girls out there I've ever believed something about you because a guy told it to me, I'm so sorry. And like, yeah. it's true. I'm so sorry. Like, I really yeah. am. Like, because there are plenty of women that I've written off or been like, oh God, be careful around that one. Uh, because some fucking guy probably to get in my pants has told me that she's insane. And like totally. that it just is it's not a good look. It doesn't feel good. And then you look back and you were like, oh no, the guy sucked and the girl was probably rad. Yeah. Or, you know, now I'm the crazy one in the narrative. Well, exactly. It's like you're just gonna get replaced. This is just like a chair and like the next person's gonna be in it and the next person's gonna be in it. Yeah. So Anyway, um, I think that's pretty much it for episode 147. We didn't lean out of here because she's a busy gal. This is um, <laughs> you are doing show. Are you doing more shows in on tour right now, or are you wrapped um, up for I tour have right now? One more in um New Haven, Connecticut, a week from today, I believe it's New Haven, Connecticut. Um, and then what's it's, the date on that? I think it's November 11th, which okay. would make sense because today's the fourth. Yeah, yeah, math. Um, and then I'm every single month in New York City at Littlefield. And the next one is November 18th with Janine Garofalo, which is going to be really exciting. That's so exciting. Like hero, yeah. So. She's such a hero. She's such. Oh, How God, did you yeah. meet her? She's everything. Just from doing stand up. Yeah. Yeah. We like we've done a couple stand up shows together. And every single time we do stand up together, I'm like, oh, no big deal. Like you're one of the biggest reasons I do stand up. This is cool. This yeah. Is chill, she's the best. Um, I love good. her. Uh, you guys, dude. thank you so much. Lane, people can buy you a Tinder, uh, just doing the show Tinder Live. Look it up. She's touring. She's yeah. going to be touring. Did you say internationally? Yeah. I, we're looking at international dates and stuff. I think they're coming up soon. So I Who's don't know what they are touring company? Um, it's Madison House. Okay, cool. And um, people can find you on Twitter at, it's, what is it? Hello hey. Lane Moore. Hello Lane Moore. Yeah. And that's that's it, I think. Anything else you want people to be looking out for or checking out? Um, I have a book coming out uh, next summer called How to Be Alone with Simon & Schuster that will be – that's, like, in progress now. And, yeah, a whole bunch of other things. But, yeah, that one's good. That's great. And Christina Lopez, thank you for generously giving over the mic because I don't know where the mic is. Uh <laughs> That's really weird. What were, the last thing I remember recording were ads at the kitchen table, or did I do it at my desk? I don't know. A lot of things have changed here this week. Uh, you guys, I'm Molly <laughs> McLear. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Molls. Please go leave a review and Apple Podcast with five stars and some nice words, because if we get to 500 by the new year, which I think we can do, I have a really fucking dope surprise for you guys that I will give you. Do it. Do All it. Right. Do it. Uh, thank you guys. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.